Hello everybody, my name is Drake Pittman and this is Pass the Jar. Welcome back to Pass the Jar. I'm still your host, Drake Pittman. As you've heard on previous episodes, we love our moms, we love our wives, so I thought, why the hell not, we're going to do a Mother's Day episode. Um, it's going to be three parts. You're going to hear from our current guest, who is my, my mother-in-law. You'll hear from one of my friends, who is a new mom, and in the end, I'll talk about my mom a little bit. But this is just a tribute to the moms and how they make our world go around, so... Like I said, our first guest is my mother-in-law. It's Miss Linda Ingram. Linda, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me, Mr. Drake. You're better known as Yaya around these parts, but today we'll keep it a little professional. Um, so tell us where you're from, uh, where you grew up, all that good kind of stuff. Well, I'm kind of boring. I'm from Jasper, Alabama, of course, and I've lived here pretty much all my life except about two years. I uh, lived in Louisiana in middle school. What part of Louisiana? Slidell. Where is that close to like New Orleans? It anywhere? is. Okay. It is. So, did you just move there because of parents work or? Yes. My oh, dad gotcha. was a painter. Got you. So, when you moved back to Jasper, what did you, uh, what did you seek out to do like in the workforce? Well, I was only 12, so I wasn't in the workforce. At oh, time. well, you had to finish school first, <laughs> but. <laughs> well, as an adult, um. And when I first graduated high school, I worked for a year at the at Jack's by the hospital. And then uh, when I was 19, I started the courthouse in the tag department. Judge Wade and uh, Hazel hired me. They scared me to death, but they were the best people in the world to work for. And so I started there when I was 19, and I worked in the car tag division um, for many years on a real remember how many years, but in 95, I moved to the revenue office and worked for Ken Hamilton until he retired, and then I worked for Jerry Guthrie, and Jerry was a great boss as well, and so I retired from there in May of 2016. I remember you retiring. It wasn't too long after, uh, or it was close to our wedding, actually, but... Two weeks later. Yeah. Um, so, what exactly did you do in the revenue office? I was the deputy um, collector. I was over the property tax division. So that's what y'all pretty much handled was property taxes and everything right. like that. Did it keep you busy? It did. It was busy. I missed it. I missed seeing all the people. Um, I met a lot of people throughout the years, and then I still see them out, you know, and, and they'll say, oh, we miss you at the courthouse, and that makes you feel really good. You impacted somebody's life, and you did a good job, so that's great. When uh, the whole time you worked there, uh, I can imagine some people can be rude, right? Especially well, when it comes to like taxes and having to owe people money. That's right. Working for the public is an experience. You know, if anybody's worked with the public, they do know that. Um, working in the property tax department, uh, you know, people don't like to pay taxes yeah. at all. Uh, and so we did have some ugly people, you know, but that's part of it. But the majority of all, they were all pretty nice, you know, especially when you explained it to them and they understood what was going on. Gotcha. What is... Uh... What's a crazy story off the top of your head that ever happened at the courthouse? 
Well, probably when the guy called and was trying to explain to me where his property was, and he told me he lives in the house with the green roof. <laughs> well, that narrowed it down, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. So I just said, well, I can't see your roof from this computer, so you're going to have to give me a little bit more info. So you're retired, as you said, but uh, those of us that know you know you're not really retired. Uh you also have another profession that you're pretty darn good at, so tell us a little bit about that. Well, I sell real estate for ERA Buyers Realty in Jasper. I have been doing that since 2008, and so for eight years, yeah, that's right, and for eight years I did both jobs. I worked at the courthouse and did real estate. It was really hard uh, to do both, and um, the doors opened up, and I was able to retire and just do the one job, and I absolutely love it. I, I remember, I remember, you know, the times where you were working at the courthouse and doing real real estate. It seemed like you never quit moving, but now it seems like you're more busy than you were when you were working two different jobs. Does that does it feel like it to you? It does. Um, it really does. I get my business has increased. I, it's picked up a lot, so. That has helped, you know, stay busy. Um, but as you know, as long as you found me, I don't know when to stop. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know the word no. And I think I can just go all the time. I think you're you're a robot, I think. You think? <laughs> you, you, you constantly are going. And, uh, which that's a, that's a work ethic. And that's what a lot of people could learn from you that know you is how hard you work to try to be better for everybody around you and that's some people think you know you throw around the word workaholic a lot and some people see that as someone selfish but if anybody knows you knows that you're not selfish you you help take care of everybody around you you've done things that most people wouldn't do for other people and that's what we all love about you and so when you decided to uh take on real estate like full-time you stay busy but your phone I've never heard somebody's phone ring as much. Is that one of the things that comes along with being a realtor, a good realtor? (laughs) It is one of the things. um, Your phone does ring constantly, um, and that's what you want. You want it to ring because if they're not calling you, they're calling someone else. Um, And you want them to call you. Now, it does get hard, you know. um, You just have to learn how to budget that time, you know, family time and work time. Um, But, you know, it's... Doing a real estate business, you you work twenty four seven. I mean, you really do. If you want to be successful, yeah, that's that's one of the things that comes with being a successful real estate agent. Like I've seen it because when I still had no direction in life when Brittany and I first started dating, when I was still trying to figure my crap out, I thought about real real estate, and I was like, "Ooh, I don't know if I want to be that busy." I'm, you know me, I'm I'm super laid back, so I don't know if I want to go 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 all the time. Yeah, I'm not laid back. Yeah. <laughs> um. But what's one of the perks of real? What what are some of the perks of being a real estate agent? Other than meeting a bunch of people. Other than meeting a bunch of people, well, I mean that is really the the main uh, main thing is I love meeting people. Uh, I have got a lot of uh, new friends selling real estate. My passion, I believe, in real estate is helping new uh, first time home buyers buy their first home. There is nothing more satisfying than seeing the look on their face when they get keys to their first home. So that would be it. Um, The second thing I would say is doing real estate has opened up a whole new world uh, for me as far as being able to do things with my kids, with you and Brittany. 
Uh, and with Jackson, I would have never been able to do that just to work at the courthouse. Yeah. So it has allowed me to be able to, um, as you said, not be selfish and be a workaholic, but to just bless others with what God's blessed me with. Yeah. See, another good thing that I've kind of learned, which, you know, I, I took business classes and stuff in school, so I know a pretty good bit about business. But one of the coolest things about I've seen re- being a real estate agent, you're pretty much your own boss. That's you get true. to make your own schedule. You can, unless like you got an eager buyer that you're like you want to do things their way. But more than more than not, you're your own boss, pretty much, right? You work your own schedule. You can work as much as you want or as less as you want. I've seen you work as much as you want. <laughs> um, what's what's one of the most satisfying things after you see a like a first time home buyer, like them coming back to you and saying thank you or them show any pictures of them like if they renovated the house like what's one of the more satisfying things you see from a first time home buyer I would say when they call me or um, if they refer me to someone else you know that means I did my job right and I like to hear when I talk to them what they've done to the house you know they're all excited you've got to come see what we've done you've got to come see you know that just means a lot that they think about me when they start doing something and want to show me. Yeah. You know, so that means at least we connected and I did a good job. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize how much work a real estate agent puts in for you as far as buying a house goes. Because, Lord, when we started looking, I was, you know me, I'm uptight when it comes to certain things. And I was really uptight about buying a house, which so was Brittany. But when we started looking, like, you made it real easy for us and you knew are the first house we bought before we even knew which house we were going to buy. And is that one of the, do you, when you know, when you know people that you work with, does that, you kind of have that same feeling towards them too, or did you just know me and Brittany that well? (laughs) Well, I mean, I know y'all that well, and I knew that was going to be the house for y'all when I passed it, even before Brittany called me and said she wanted to see that house. Um, But when you show somebody houses for a little while, you learn what they like, what they don't like. Um, and you just have a feel, and you you always know it when you walk in what house it's going to be that yeah. they're going to choose, you know, for them, ninety nine percent of the time. So that's you're you're more of a you you try to be a guiding hand to what you know would fit the people's personalities, and that's that's another thing is you're not just selling them a house, you're trying to find them the right house, right? Right. That's a in their price range that they can afford, not something that they show them something they cannot afford. Or they don't want to, you know, a high payment like that. Yeah. You know, you've got to steer them away from stuff like that. What is? Be happy. What's one of the dangers, like as far as the loan process goes? Uh, what's one of the things you try to advise people against, like when when they're trying to get a loan? Like what what's one thing you tell them? You know, be wary of doing this. I tell them just to uh, shop around for the rates. Um, I, you know, of course, we have a a network of lenders here that we use, you know, primarily more than any. But I always tell them to get the best rate for them and to ask what loan will best suit their needs because there's so many options out there, but they need to know what fits their best and go in before they even start looking to get pre-qualified so they know what they need and go to a lender that they that is respectable and that you can trust and that you would know, you know, that would be there for them. Yeah. That's, I feel like we always had a leg up when we were looking for houses with you. That's, that's, it's like a cheat code in a video game. Like, I'm just going to call Linda and see what's the best, what we're going to get the best for this and that. But, uh, 
but being your own boss, is that some is that like a sense of freedom to you? Do you do you like having somebody over you, or do you feel like? Well, I've been a boss in my jobs. You know, at the courthouse, I was a boss for so many years. You know, Jerry was my boss, um, but I was the boss. You know, of others. So that's really not much a difference for me. Because Jerry was my boss, but he was so laid back, you know. Um, so it really that hasn't changed much. I just don't have to do an eight to five job every day. Yeah, you get to relax a little <laughs> bit more these days. I don't have to answer to anyone. <laughs> um, so with do you sell real estate primarily? Because I do have listeners that hopefully will use you if they ever buy a house. Lord, that, I hope so. That Come don't on. live around Jasper. Uh, what other areas of Alabama do you try to sell with? Well, we do Jefferson County, Walker County, Winston County, Marion County, you know, the surrounding counties. I'll do all those. Um, the lake area is a great area. Um, Mm -hmm. I have sold some at the lake, but not as much as I would like to. I would love to sell more at the lake, but I'll pretty much go anywhere. (laughs) So if you're looking for a lake house... You have a real estate agent right here on Pass the Jar. Um, uh, and then one thing with ERA, we have uh, connections with other companies in other um, areas of the state, country, wherever, even abroad. So if someone is looking to buy, I can connect them with a realtor that would help them. And they would answer to me, you know, if they wasn't doing their job, yeah. they should be. So, see, what people don't know is you're actually a broker. Right. Correct. I remember when you yes. passed your test. Yes, I am. So... We'll transition a little bit out of real estate because you do a lot of community service. What is one? What are some of the things you do outside of real estate that you still stay busy with? <laughs> well, I have a um, the Salvation Army is so dear to my heart. They do so much for this uh, county and for just the uh, country as a whole. Um, I am the uh, Salvation Army Red Kettle Coordinator during the fall or Christmas time. And so I schedule all the bell ringers. Uh, that is a very trying two months. In, or, you know, if we have the two months, four weeks, eight weeks. Um, but it's so rewarding to see how given Walker County people are, yeah. you know, to um, this cause. Um, so I, I stay busy with that, you know, during the Christmas time. Uh, we do volunteer for Backyard Blessings um, and Operation Thanksgiving with my church. No. I know a lot about the bell ringing time of the year. That keeps you a little more busy than you'd like. It does. It does. The having to work because you don't know if the people you schedule are going to show up or not. And then when they don't show up, you have to have somebody to fill in for you. Right? Uh-huh. That's usually called me. Yeah. So, but it's a place in Walker County that gets such a bad rap. <clears throat> you see, you see people giving back. Uh, when you're posted outside of the stores, ringing the bell and taking the money, does that show you, does that make you feel proud to be from here? You know, and when you hear people talk down about it, does it make you feel like, oh, you're a little wrong? You know, I see these people every single day. I talk to them every single day. Does that kind of help you, does it help you give a good message about Walker County? It does. Um, we get a bad rap uh, in Walker County uh, for drugs and, you know, being in the backwoods. But we have a great community, uh, a given community. If there's someone in need, you know, this community is going to pull together and help. Yeah. You know, I don't know many communities that are, you know, like that. Uh, and at Christmas time, 
um, when people are shopping. You know, it's just amazing the money that they give in these red kettles. And you would think, you know, that kettle's not very big, and it's not, but it all adds up. Yeah. Um, and it, the programs that that red kettle funds is just amazing. You know, when the tornadoes hit a few weeks ago, you know, they were one of the first people on the ground. You know, they were taking meals, even during the corona, taking meals to these people uh, and getting food to the elderly. And yeah. that's that red kettle money. So when you give, don't think your your money's going null and void. You just heard the type of things that it helps go to and how important it is if you give just a dollar. One dollar goes a long way. Uh, some people are very enthusiastic when they're ringing the bell. They're dancing and passing out candy canes and stuff. Uh, Jackson, he's pretty enthusiastic about it too. But so you're a community servant, you do real estate, but more importantly, you're a mom. I am. How does that feel? How did it feel with Brittany growing up? Because she's a handful now. What was she like as a kid? <laughs> she was about the same. She was. Uh, Brittany was a good kid. She always got great um, grades in school. She's a very loving child. She can push her buttons, as all kids can do. <laughs> but God blessed me when he gave me Brittany. So when you found out you were going to be a mom, were you nervous, excited? I was scared. I was nervous because, you know, I'm little. Yeah. <laughs> but can you imagine a little 88-pound, 410 girl having a baby? No. So I was kind of scared uh, about that. Um, and then when she got here, I was really scared because she was 17 and 22 inches long. Oh, goodness. But um, she's just been a blessing. And I want to back up just a minute about that with Brittany. Uh, I got started in real estate. Because of Brittany. Oh, really? Yes. Not many people know that, but uh, I wanted to do real estate, and I just could not pay for that class because I was a single mom, and I just couldn't. I didn't have the money. And so for Christmas in January of 07, that's what Brittany gave me for Christmas. Oh. Uh, her, aunt, her aunt Sandy helped her, but it was the majority of Brittany. She bought me the binders, all kinds of stuff. And I started my class in January of 08 and got my license in June of 08. And it's just been great. Well, that's a story we've all heard for the first time because I didn't even know that. So that shows when I brag about my wife, that goes to show how awesome of a person she is. I'm trying not to cry because that was awesome. You didn't uh, know that. <laughs> I did oh. not know that. So fighting back tears for the first time on Pass the Jar. Um, but Brittany is an amazing person and I'm, she had a good shaping hand and the, the time we've been together the first time i walked into your house it was welcoming and you were kind because usually parents of a significant other scared the living crap out of me um every single person i've dated in the past like the parents scared me and you still scare me sometimes don't get me wrong <laughs> but Just remember that <laughs> uh most like i said most par most parents scared me I was a little nervous, but when I met you, I was, like, calm, and I could see, like, how well you did raising Brittany, and that goes to show how good of a mom you are, and you're still kind of a mom, again. Uh, you've heard us talk about Jackson on this podcast. Jackson is very special to us, and we're not going to dig into that whole scenario, but he's also special. He's getting Linda's uh, shaping hand, too. <laughs> now, all of our shaping hands, and... But, Linda... I just want to say thank you uh, for everything you've done for us. 
you've helped us find two houses now. This new one I love. Um, so if anybody wants to use you as a realtor, if they don't haven't seen your signs around Jasper, where's a do they have a fa- you have a Facebook page where they can find you? I do. It's uh, Linda Humphreys Ingram. It's my Facebook page or um, my regular Facebook page, and just Linda Ingram, um, associate realtor at ERA Buyers Realty page. We will try to share your real your real estate page on our page after the podcast comes out. But I do a thing called the last shots. It's just a quick blast of questions. Don't be nervous. Some people get nervous about it. I'm just going to ask you a few quick questions as soon as I get my stopwatch going. And if you don't if you don't know the answer, you can just say pass and we'll go to the next question. Okay? Okay. All right. You ready? I think All right. so. All right. Ready? And favorite restaurant in Walker County? Black Rock. Dream destination? To live. Uh, Pigeon Forge. Dream vacation. England. England? If you had one last meal to eat, what would it be? Spaghetti. Who's your favorite son-in-law? That would be Drake Pittman. (laughs) And that's the end of the last shots. Linda, thank you for coming on. Tell us a little bit about your story. Uh, once again, if you need a house, if you want to live on the lake, like you heard her say, she wants some, to sell some houses on the lake. If you want to move here to Jasper or anywhere else in the surrounding counties, use Linda Ingram as your realtor. She is an amazing person. As you heard, she works hard for her community. She loves Walker County. Um, if there's anything, you any one last, last little piece of advice you'd give to new moms, old moms alike, what's one thing you'd give them? Hug your kids every day tell me you love them and just um that time is precious because they grow up too fast then they get married and move out <laughs> sorry <laughs> but i do see her a lot more since she is married so i guess that's good right no, and no. y'all cook for me yeah we do all right y'all y'all thanks for coming on folks we'll see you when we return for the next segment this has been linda ingram mother-in-law realtor Mom, more importantly, happy Mother's Day, Linda. Thank you so much, Drake Pittman. I love you. Love you. We will see you all when we return for the next segment. In between segments, uh, I decided to help promote some local businesses, some friends of mine. And hopefully we're coming to the end of this COVID-19 crisis and our businesses will be opening back up soon. But for the time being, if you're thirsty or hungry, go down to Twisted Barley. They're serving growlers. They have a new six-pack of their blonde. They uh, have pizza, wings, pig wings, etc. Give them a call. Pick it up curbside. Go there and order it, whatever. Just support local businesses, and we will see you in the next segment. And we're back with the next segment for our Mother's Day tribute episode. I want to thank Linda for coming on and giving her time, but our next guest is a very close friend of mine and Brittany's. She's been one of Brittany's best friends for a while and she's recently become one of my close friends but it is uh Kara Sullivan. Kara thanks for coming on buddy. You're welcome thanks for having me. No problem so we're here to talk about your first mother's day you're a new mom we're gonna talk about new mom experiences so we're gonna dig in real quick uh but first tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. Well, I grew up in Jasper. I work at Central Alabama Urgent Care in Dora. I'm a lab tech and a phlebotomist. So what got you into that? 
what made you decide, like, I want to stick people and send blood and all that kind of stuff? You know, I'm not very sure about why. I kind of wanted to be a nurse, but then there was a little much to being a nurse. So I decided I wanted to be a phlebotomist and work, you know, more in the lab setting. Gotcha. So it's, it's more relaxed. It's not as, uh, I guess, panicky as working in like an ER or like a surgery room. Right. That's, that's the one thing I wanted to do, too, because like I'm super laid back, but I wanted to work in the medical field. So yeah. like being a nurse and, or a surge tech or something, being in the chaos, I was like, nah, bro, I'll yeah, pass. Yeah, that's a little much. <laughs> I don't want to have a heart attack while, you know. Fixing a heart attack. Yeah, while fixing a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. So you're a new mom. I am. Uh, tell us how that feels before we, we'll get into the details later, but tell us how it feels to be a new mom. It's really great. You just, you feel a new kind of love. It's, you get nervous about things sometimes and you feel like you're failing at times, but then you have this adorable little creature that you made and, you know, they smile at you and make noises at you and you just feel like you did something right in life. Yeah. So it changed, it did change your perspective on life at all. It did. Definitely. You know, we've had talks to where, uh, we kind of talked about having kids at the same time, but obviously we're lagging behind and that's okay. Um, but talking about those kinds of experiences has so far, has it been anything you ever could have imagined? It's actually been better than I could have imagined. I didn't think that I could love a little human as much as I do. You know, she grew inside of me and then she, you know, came into the world and she was just, it was just an amazing feeling. What was, uh, what was one of the first things you thought when you found out you were pregnant? Oh, crap, we're really going to do this? <laughs> there's no turning back now? Yeah, there's well, no turning back. Yeah. Thinking, I remember back to when you uh, you told us you were pregnant. We were really excited. And you were like, so it's y'all's turn now. And everybody knows the story of us having kids. But oh, yeah. uh, when you started telling everybody, was it like an exciting feel? Or did you think people were like, oh, no. They think I'm going to be a mom. Like, you know. Well, I was super excited about it. And some people were excited about it, or most were. And then a couple people were like, wow, you're going to be a mom. You know, kind of surprised about it. A lot of people look at at other people when they become parents and they think about their past. And they don't think about the potential. And knowing you as well as we do, we have seen your growth as a mom. You're still awesome off the wall, crazy, but seeing your growth as a mom, like I just want, like I'm proud of you. I'm happy you've grown. I said you're doing a great job. Thank you. Um, I don't know if I'd be a good job, but you and Austin are doing awesome, and I think uh, it's changed your life for the better, for sure. We've had some good times in our past. Oh yeah. Um, but how has being a mom in the past few months, like? just change your life the way the way you go about doing things well I look at you know stuff kind of differently as far as you know the way life is and not being selfish I'm just you know only caring about myself or and I love seeing Austin the way he is with her and it just kind of it made our marriage better did it it did what was what was something that it kind of improved on in your eyes it just kind of improved on, you know, the perspective of life sometimes with us. And, you know, can't take things for granted, but 
you know, it's made our marriage stronger as far as, you know, me and him loving each other, it seems like, and kind of putting each other first, but also we have this tiny little human to take care of, so we can't be, you know, selfish. Yeah. You see, you see a lot of marriages and stuff kind of get in trouble after people have kids is because they start focusing on the kids and not each other. Now, granted, your kids should be a huge priority, but have you made it a point to kind of make your marriage still the first priority in your life, in your household? Yes, our marriage is definitely our first priority. We have, you know, time to ourselves. My mom will keep Evelyn sometimes. So, you know, we make time for just ourselves. Yeah. So coming up on your, uh, your first Mother's Day, how does that feel? Not not giving somebody a gift or something for Mother's Day, but also being a mom yourself. Feels great. It's pretty wild. Is it something you ever saw happening? Maybe later down the road, which I am. I mean, I'm 27, but I don't know. It's very exciting, but I'm just kind of nervous about it, I guess, because I've Never been a mom. <laughs> well, there's there's nothing to be nervous about. Like I said, y'all are y'all are doing awesome, and y'all y'all stick together. Um, but what's something you were nervous about going into having having the baby? Really, I mean, going into hospital with labor and delivery of epidural, basically just becoming a mom. Period. Um, I was afraid she was gonna be really expensive, which she hasn't, you know, really been. Um, baby's only ex- as expensive as you make them. <laughs> um, I don't know. I was just nervous that I wouldn't be a good mom. Yeah. Well, don't be nervous about that. You, As long as you try your best, that's what counts, correct? Yes. That's true. So, <clears throat> was there anything you were nervous about to where now you're like, I'm, I, I don't even know why I was nervous about that? Well, I was nervous about, you know, no sleep. Which at the beginning, you don't really get a whole bunch of sleep. But it wasn't as bad as I thought. Um, Her being expensive, you know, like I said. um, I was worried about, you know, something happening between mine and Austin's marriage. But, you know, like I said, it's made it better. So, going going back, you think uh, all those things you were paranoid about. You look back and kind of laugh at yourself. You're like, you know. I'm str- I was stronger than I initially thought I was. Oh yeah, definitely. So what uh what are some things that you were looking forward to like over the next few years? We're not going to jump like 17 years down the line, but we'll talk about the next few years. Um I'm really excited, <clears throat> you know, to see her walk and for her to say her first words and just for her to you know be able to go places with us as far as, you know, like the beach and just take her on little adventures whenever she gets a little bit older. Yeah. That's the kind of memories where you look back at pictures of him and be like, oh, you see, you were so cute and stuff like that. But then you're, you're like, deep down inside, you're like, you were a pain in the ass on that yeah, trip. Yeah, oh, for sure. You're <laughs> like, oh, you're actually not a great kid, but it's fine. You were cute. We're going to show you off anyways because you're yeah, cute. Because you're cute. Was there any, like, guidance you sought out while you're pregnant, like from your mom, which I know your mom, your mom's an awesome person too. But was there anybody like you were like, how do I need to do this? Or were you just like, I'm just going to figure this shit out by myself? Um, well, other than mom, of course, I went to um, my sister-in-law, Morgan Bates, and um, 
my other two sister-in-laws, Megan Vigor and Casey Gallus. Uh, I went to, you know, a few of my friends as far as uh, Casera and Miranda and also a nurse practitioner that I work with. She worked in labor and delivery for a while. Gotcha. So did those people, you did you think going to those people, like they've been through it? And I know if I have any other questions, I'm going to go to them from like here on out. So they're like a trusted resource to you? Yeah, they are. Um, they really gave me insight on, you know, different things as far as, you know, how to, you know, take care of her and, you know, ways for me to actually be able to get sleep and sleep when she sleeps. Um, think different things about her health and what, you know, what I need to look out for. Um, gave me advice on, you know, like what would be best for her. So, thankfully, some of the people in the medical field that you know were able to help you through the some of the things like you'd be paranoid about, where they're like, "No, nah, don't be that, don't be that scared about it." Oh yeah. So, like, I think babies are like breakable. If I want to hold a baby, they need to be like wrapped in bubble wrap. Is that yeah. any? Is there anything you've changed your opinion on since you've had her? That. <laughs> I felt that she was very breakable, and at first it was, you know, like that, but Austin always told me that, you know, she wasn't breakable. He helped me out a whole bunch. Um, but, yeah, I was really worried about different things as far as health-wise. You know, I always see on the Internet all these things that could go wrong. You know, that's where my nurse practitioner came in, and she, you know, helped me out with that. Gotcha. So, yeah, I'm, I'm so paranoid about health problems with a kid that, People give me shit because that's what I'm, like, scared about. And they're like, you, if you're going to be scared of that, you're never going to have a kid. Yeah. And But I can't help it. Like, no, don't. yeah. It's definitely something that you worry about as far as, I don't know, there's just all these million things that go into a baby and what you worry about, really. So, coming up on your first Mother's Day, what is something you look forward to on Mother's Days down the line when the when the kid can actually do something for you? Um, I look forward to, you know, little cards that they draw, you know, stuff like that. I don't, you know, need a card from, like, the store. Just, like, little things that they make, like little crafts or something that are, you know, special to me. I'm pretty sure my mom kept, like, a bunch of stuff I made her as a kid. So, do you see yourself... Are you like a hoarder? Are you like, are you going to keep everything they ever make for you? Because yes. I know my mom and my grandparents and my dad did. Yeah, my mom, <clears throat> she was the same way. Yeah, I will keep basically anything that she ever makes. Or even if she gets something from the store as far as, you know, card-wise, like I will keep every single thing from each holiday, yeah. really. So are you, are you excited? Are you happy to be a mom? Like, is it something you thought, is it everything you thought it would be and more? It is. Actually, it's more than I thought it would be. I didn't think that I'd be able to love a little human like I do, but it's amazing. Yeah. I, I've known, you, you've always had like a tender personality, and like, it's hard to think of you being any more of a kind person than you already are, but you are, Evelyn's changed your life big time, like we can tell. How are, what are some things that you didn't expect to change in your personal life that have changed? I don't know, I feel like I've became a kinder person. I see the world a little bit different. I see more positive in the world than I did before I had her. Uh, we used to hang out at Twisted Barley all the time. That doesn't happen anymore, does it? 
it. Which it doesn't even happen. I was about to say, well, COVID kind of, you know, but yeah, Yeah. there's not really going out a lot, which my mom will keep, you know, Evelyn and my dad, you know, just for us to be able to have, you know, a night out. Yeah. You know, to focus on, you know, date night. That's important. Uh, You see, you, like I said, you see earlier, you see a lot of people have issues over putting their kids first instead of each other. But is that something you see is like vital? Like, you know, Austin still comes first and Austin still says Kara comes first. Is that something you focus on at the same time as taking care of a kid? Oh, yeah. We both feel that way. You always got to, you know, put your marriage first, put each other first. Um, and then, you know, the baby comes second. But, you know, that sounds bad, but that's just how it needs to be. Otherwise, your marriage could fail. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm excited for you guys and I look forward to being around Miss Evelyn as she grows up and hopefully not being too bad of an influence on her. Yeah, hopefully not. You and Brittany both. Uh, we'll be we'll be alright. But first off I wanna say happy Mother's Day to you. I think you're pretty excited about your first Mother's Day. I am. I ain't giving you a card. That's fine. Just tell me <laughs> happy Mother's Day. Yeah. Or send me send me an emoji or a TikTok or something. Okay, I can do that. But Kara, thanks for coming on. Uh, I'm happy for you and Austin. I can tell y'all are very happy right now. So, happy early Mother's Day. Thanks for coming on Pass the Jar. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Even though we didn't pass the jar since you're a mom. Yeah, that's true. But it's okay. But, all right, guys, this has been Kara Sullivan. She is one of our close friends. She's a new mom, so hopefully she can give some of you new parents a kind of a perspective as to what to expect and how to go from here. And we'll see you on the next segment where I talk about my mom. Before we jump into the last segment, I just once again want to remind you guys to shop local, eat local, drink local. And since you can't get your haircut local, I just wanted to let you guys know that the people at old 64, they have a Facebook group page to where they're selling hats and shirts in limited quantities uh, it's old 64 merch drop. So if you're interested in that, check that out and you can reach out to those guys as to ways to buy gift cards for when they do open back up. So keep supporting local businesses. Let's keep the core of our communities open and hopefully we'll see the end of this pandemic soon. Enjoy the last segment of the past the jar mother's day special. Once again, I want to thank Kara and Linda for their time to come on and tell us their stories and talk about motherhood and being a mother's day special. I saw it fitting to talk about my mom just a little bit. Uh, If you don't know me personally, or you haven't heard on the podcast, my mom has passed away. She passed away on July 23rd, 2017. That is a day that I'll never forget for multiple reasons. Um, But just a little bit about my mom and how awesome she was. When I was seven or eight years old, she was diagnosed with lupus on top of other health issues that just kept constantly piling up. And I saw her fight that through my whole life. I saw how much pain she would be in, how hard it was to breathe with some of the respiratory issues she had. It was was painful to watch, and it made me... I felt bad for her, 
but at the same time, it made me respect her because she didn't quit being mom, no matter what. She didn't quit being mom. There, there were times where we had to rely on other family members when her health was just out of hand and my dad had to work. But when she was able, she was mom to the bone, and she was bad to the bone. There's no way to put it other than that. And it would have been easy for me to resent her for missing some of the stuff that she did growing up, but she was there every time she could be there. So I appreciated the moments when she was there even more. Um, it wasn't like a, a lot of people listen to this may think where she was just a bad mom. She wasn't a bad mom. She was just very sick and she was in and out of the hospital my whole life. I mean, as far back as I can remember, it was emergency trips to the doctor's office emer- trips to the emergency room and elongated hospital stays. It was, it was crazy and painful to watch, especially for my mom. And especially when my dad had to keep working to keep a roof over our heads and food on our tables. It was, it was tough. And I didn't appreciate certain things until I got older. And after when I went, when I was getting ready to leave off, go off to Florence for college, I remember staying out in our driveway and I was chickening out, man. Like, you know, most people are excited to go to college. I, I was just nervous, but I'm always nervous. And she stood out in the driveway. She hugged me and put her little finger in my chest and said, you get in your car and you go. And she said, I'm not letting you walk back in this house. And so I left. And after a while, I I ended up hurting myself and I left school and I came home and didn't know how I'd be received by coming home because I didn't tell them I was coming home. I just kind of left <laughs> and, and showed up. Um, but I was in a dark place. My grandmother was going through some health problems. I loved my grandmother with all of my heart and just seeing her and then with everything else going on with school and a bunch of other things that you experience as an 18 year old kid, uh, life was slapping me in the face. You could say the real world was slapping me in the face. I didn't know how to handle it, but with the anxiety and depression that I'd already been diagnosed with it just it I was overwhelmed and I came home um after my mom kind of gave me the stern talking to she helped me seek help professional help with a therapist she was there for me every single day no matter how she felt because there were days I would lock myself in my room uh I would come home inebriated very inebriated and <clears throat> There's a line in a Cody Jeans song called Mama Song. It says, I know your late night talks with Jesus helped me on the way. I'm not the most spiritual person, but there were nights where I could hear my mom praying for me. And I would see her put into action her willingness to help me and to get my education back on track, to get my life back on track. And every single day, man, she was she was there, no matter how she felt. And even in hospital, when she would be in the hospital, she would call or text me and make sure I did this and make sure I did that. And 
just so you guys know, my mom made my doctor's appointments until I was like 19 years old before she finally said, you got to grow up and do this on your own. But she helped me through everything. And she did the same thing for my brother. No matter what we were going through emotionally, our mom was there for us. And you kind of take, I kind of took it for granted until I got older and looked back at where I could have been had my mom and dad, my mom and dad both. I'm not discrediting my dad by any means. It's just a Mother's Day special, so we're talking about mom. And no matter where I was mentally, my mom helped me. And when I look back and see where I could have been without her, it's a scary thought, man. Um, there's multiple bad scenarios how I could have turned out if it was not for my mom constantly pushing me to seek help, to do better, to get my life back on track. And when I finally got my life together, I just remember when Brittany and I bought our first house. This is my favorite story with my mom because it's my last memory with my mom. Great, good memory. I'll put it that way. My last good memory with my mom. I'm going to try not to get too emotional while I tell this story. And I'm not going to keep you long, but I just want to tell you how awesome my mom was. And so we were sitting in, in the yard. It was a 4th of July get-together. It was our first family get-together at our new house. And we had a huge yard. So we were sitting out in the in the yard. It was hot. My nephew was crawling all over her if my brother didn't have him. And... I just sat down beside her and we were talking and I wanted to hold my nephew. So I held my nephew and he crawled back over to her. And when I passed him off to her, she grabbed my hand and looked at me right in the eyes and said, I'm proud of you. And I said, for what? And she just looked around and she said this. And I was like, well, it's normal to buy a house, mom. Uh, after you get married. And she said, that's not what I'm proud of. She said, looking back at the state you were in, whatever time span it was, she said, I didn't know if I was going to have my son past the age of 21. And you've heard me say that I joked about dying in a blaze of glory at a young age, but she was scared of me going out on my terms. And she helped me through that. And I told her that I was here because of her and my dad and my family, but she was the one that every single day can walk back to my bedroom that I'd locked myself in to check on me, to talk to me, to try to help my, get my day better. And so when she said, I'm proud of you all, after I just jokingly said for what, and you know, whatever else, I just said, thank you. And I looked her in the eyes, I said, thank you, and I love you. And I could see in her eyes, exhaustion. Because she had just came out of hospital, and I was just glad she was there. And so I said, are you okay? And she said, I'm fine. And I said, are you sure? And she just said, I'm fine. But the look in her eyes, I, I didn't want to believe her. And... But she still kept a smile on her face until she left. And 
couple of days later, I get a call from my dad that mom had gone back into the hospital. And every time she had ever gone into the hospital, I, early in life, I knew she'd come home. Later in life, it was like, is this it? Is this it? Because she got put on ventilator numerous times. There was times where it got so bad, we didn't know what was going to happen. But the last time she went in with what they said, I it hit me that this may be it. And she hadn't been, been put on the ventilator yet. But I texted her and said, I love you. And she texted me back and said, I love you. And the next day they put her on the vent. I still have the text message from my mom to this day. I still have the very last voicemail my mom left me. And those are the kinds of things you hold on to because when you lose a parent, you lose a part of yourself. And I just I hold on to everything I can from my mom. But my my birthday came around. My birthday is July 21st. And my mom had been progressively getting worse, but on that day, Earlier in that day on my birthday, I was cutting grass, getting ready to have friends over. And because my my dad said, enjoy your birthday. And he said, we'll handle this later, but enjoy your birthday. So I was cutting grass for friends to come over. And he called me while I was cutting grass and said they bumped mom down to this percentage on the ventilator. And it was a very low percentage where you might think she's eventually going to come off of it. And I had that hope. That glimpse of hope. And I enjoyed my birthday. I had a great time with my friends that came over. But in the back of my head, I was still thinking about mom nonstop. And the next day, my dad called and said uh, they had bumped her back up to 100% on the ventilator. And the next day rolled around. It was a Sunday. And... He called me and said, you need to go to the hospital. And I I knew at that time. So I called my boss, told her I wasn't coming into work, and got my wife home. And we made that drive over to Princeton. And I just remember bawling my eyes out the whole time. And because I wasn't ready for it. And we get into the hospital room, and she's still on the vent. and. It was getting time to take her off of it. Um, but I remember we were all, our family was in there, and my mom and dad's pastors were in there. And as mom was taking her, mom took her last breath, my parents' pastor said, Well done, Lisa. Good job. And in the emotions, I heard that and didn't understand at the time until he elaborated on it at her memorial. Which was, she fought a good fight. My mom was a warrior. My mom was a freaking, she was a badass. With the way she scared us. With hospital visits to whatever else she had going on. She fought through it and she was always there for me. And she taught me in her words and her actions to never give up. Because she wanted to see my brother and I succeed. And... I'm eternally grateful to my mom for that. But, like I said, when you lose a parent, you lose a part of yourself. And to, when she, after she died, we made light of the situation by saying, uh, 
she had to get better for my birthday to give me just that glimpse of hope that she was going to come home. She didn't want to ruin my birthday. And in reality, thinking back, that's the type of person my mom was. She did she didn't want to ruin my birthday and it we just it was we made a lot of the situation and I took that and ran with it. I still feel it to this day. But she gave me that glimpse of hope that she would come home, just like she gave me hope through my whole life to be that I could do better and I could always be whatever I wanted to be. And for that, like I said, I'm eternally grateful to her. She's missed every day. Uh, I think about her every day. This time of the year gets hard. If you've lost a parent, you know that these holidays are, these are hard. And you just surround yourself with amazing people. Like, that's why I'm so thankful for people like Linda and Kara, who are great. Kara's a great friend, and Linda's my mother-in-law. She was there by my side, too, with Brittany after my mom died. So I'm eternally grateful for those people. Uh, any motherly figure I've ever had in my life. I'm thankful for you. Any aunts I have that listen to this, I'm very thankful for you. Moms in general, we're thankful for you. Um, but I just wanted to tell you how much of a warrior my mom was and the things she did for me and my brother. And that's about all I can say. So, with that being said... Happy Mother's Day to moms, motherly figures, aunts, whoever plays a role in your your life that is a woman, that is a motherly figure. Happy Mother's Day. We love you here on Pass the Jar. I hope you all stay safe, stay healthy, talk to somebody different than you, hug and kiss your mama, but more importantly, pass the jar. 